Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please refrain from eating or drinking on the tour. Please remain with your tour guides at all times. And also please remain like an outer space cowboy riding on a spaceship called Serenity two decades ago. Like an outer space cowboy getting canceled by Fox for reasons that we don't really know. Welcome to season three. Of season Dis- three. Woo! Woo! Discontinued on display. My name is Matt, and as always, I'm joined by the wonderful Chris Corrigan. Hello, everybody. And man, kicking off with a bang, singing on the first episode of season three. I was having a lot of trouble coming up with what this intro was going to be, and there were a couple puns I wanted to make based off of some research I did on uh, what we're talking about today. Uh, But before, you know what, I'm getting ahead of myself because I know we talked about it, Matt, but like, would you, because this is your idea and I love this idea. Would you like to give a breakdown of what season three is? Yes. So, I mean, uh, we have to assume always that someone has just, you know, some TV junkie has stumbled on our podcast and has Mm -hmm. no idea the history of seasons one and two. Um, so see, this is kind of our first really unique season, I would say, because we started with discontinued food in season one, discontinued toys in season two, and all of those make like very much sense in terms of discontinued. And so this, this, uh, this season, we decided to do something a little bit different with discontinued television. And so this whole season, we're going to be looking at television shows that were canceled too early and, Mm -hmm on a cliffhanger on something. So this is not for TV shows like friends or game of Thrones that yes, are technically canceled, but saw their full arc. There's no loose ends. The The, the show is over. That's just what happened. They, they, they just needed to end the show. Mm-hmm. We're looking at TV shows that had like, Things going on, the people were expecting a second season who were writing, expecting a second season or a third season to continue, and it abruptly just stopped. And for a lot of the shows that I've done research on, ended on a pretty big cliffhanger. Like, not like, oh, we just ended and it was, you know, you could maybe go something along here, but no, no, no. It it, huge reveals and then it just ends. Mm -hmm. And there's so... There are so many good ones and like popular ones too. And I, that's something that I was really excited about when when Matt pitched this idea was like when we did food and when we did toys, um, there were just times where we would message each other and be like, we we can't do this one. There's nothing, there's nothing about this. I don't know just, what to it do. It just ended. It's similar to like a TV show that sees its... Uh, 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 sees its um, uh, story arc through the whole thing. I think there are some products. So, for example, in the food, we were going to do um, bug popsicles. They were like a Timon oh, yeah. and Pumbaa bug popsicle because that was fun. And I'm sure what that was is like a special in the 90s, around 1994 when Lion King came out. 
And then just when Lion King wasn't the movie anymore, they're like, okay, we don't need to make bug popsicles anymore. Yeah. And that was it. Like there wasn't like a huge fantastic story of corporate sabotage or corporate ineptus and things like that. I don't that. know. This one, I feel like, I mean, this might just be me doing some detective work. I think what we're talking about today might have had some corporate sabotage behind oh, it. Oh, I'm in the, the more that I'm researching a ton of shows, the more interesting stories that I'm finding. I mean, you'll find in Hollywood a lot and in like film and television, there are some weird backhanded things. Like, I mean, I, I love things like, uh, I was a big fan of the show feud, Betty and Joan, which is all about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis filming whatever happened to baby Jane and some of the weird things that they were doing to each other. And then the, the show takes a, a jump in the future and they talk about, uh, the filming of hush, hush, sweet Charlotte, which was like the, it wasn't a sequel, but it was like, like the next, it was supposed to be the exact same team. But Joan Crawford ends up leaving the movie and it's speculated that Betty Davis did everything in her power to make Joan Crawford quit um, because they just hated each other so much. And it's like it can't be proven. It's a lot of up in the air. It's a lot of he said, she said. But like that stuff happens. And so I feel like we we will have some really fun. And I think that will happen on what we're talking about. Well, and, and even some of the things. You know, the, the, the cult classic, so to speak, is something that often gets discovered later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, in in my world of Disney, this is a big thing. Like, I think Atlantis, The Lost Empire is a that fantastic. Is a, it's such a good movie. Very underrated. But, um, you know, we did an episode on the Beers and Ears. Um, shout out to the Beers and Ears podcast. Go and listen to my Atlantis episode. Um, where the reasons that it didn't do well were stupid. I mean, it was people were like, well, it doesn't have any songs and it's not a princess movie. It's like, yeah, duh, that's because that's not what it is. That would be like saying, well, you know, Endgame isn't a really good movie because it doesn't have musical numbers and a romance story in it. It's like, yeah, well, it's 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 not what it's meant to be. But now I'm angry that Endgame doesn't have musical numbers. Have you seen Tom Holland sing "Singing in the Rain"? I mean, and and did you did you watch Hawkeye at all? I've not. I've heard great things though. Okay, definitely watch it. But because there, there's a whole thing in there that's Rogers the musical, and Hawkeye and his family goes and sees this, and so they show him in the first episode. They show him doing a snippet of it, but then the end credit scene at the end of the series. Spoiler alert, everybody is. They they hired a professional Broadway, like professional Broadway person to write this Broadway actors to do it. They do the whole song of this like cheesy song from Rogers, the musical. Oh, that's it's amazing. Ve- it's very, very fun. Um, I would highly, highly recommend that you look that up because you really don't need con- context to understand that. You can just look that up and 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 see it so um anyway i don't remember how i got on this tangent but regardless um the cult classic so a lot of this was people discovered these series later and went oh this is really good where (laughs) did it go where did it go what happened to it so it happens to me all the time and it just it angers me yeah no i mean i think part of it is there's just right now there's so much content being pumped out that I think there's going to be a lot of series and shows and movies that 10, 15 years down the road, people are like, wait a minute, this is really good. And it just get, it get, gets lost in all the shuffle. So as per usual, we like to bookend our seasons with, with, you know, some, some heavy hitters and, um, you know, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like, 
like deep questions. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, should this, this come back? Such a deep question, Matt, like real philosophical. What is, what is the meaning of life? What is God? <laughs> let's, let's have a deep religious discussion. Let me pull out my master's degree in religion and let's have a deep, deep dive on predestination. <laughs> Let me let me take out my bachelor's in theater and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Well, acting, you can act. act like you know. I can act like I know. Just 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 for the record, um, I sat through many a class. Uh, there was one. It was called Reformed Theology. It was my undergrad. I to this day have no idea what happened in that class. I have no idea how I passed it. I sat there. There was there was four people in the class, and the professor and one other person talked back and forth the whole time, and the other three of us went, "Uh, yep." <laughs> I just like, since we're on this weird tangent, I just have to say this because it was the single-handedly one of the strangest emails I've ever gotten. My godfather sent me this email with a link to to watch this this priest um, talk about like intentions for the new year. And that that is not what is weird. It is my godfather. Of course, he is going to do something like that. That is like his, his assigned duty in that role, right? What I found so funny and I couldn't get past is to try and connect with me. He he called this priest hip and he's not wrong. Like the, he has a very young, like a very, a very modern way of like engaging and speaking. Like he quotes Rocky and then like does an impression of Rocky Balboa. Oh yeah. So like, it's like, it's definitely like a more fun, like it's not like the way that like I associate with like religious stuff, but getting an email going, he's kind of a hip young pre. I'm like, I can't take this seriously. How am I supposed to take that comment seriously? He, again, he's not wrong. All very well intentioned, but like of all the things I ever thought I would hear in my life is this priest is hip. Hip okay. young priest. All right. Um, okay. So we're talking about Firefly. <laughs> Great segue. Uh, yes. You know, I'm really good at segues. The sci-fi cult classic. Yep. Firefly. Like space western. Space um, cowboys. Like an outer space cowboy. Now it all makes sense. Everyone's yep. like, oh, that's why he did that weird thing. Yes. So uh, this premiered on Fox um, mm-hmm. in uh, 2002. Okay, good. I'm glad I remembered that. 2002. Really good cast. Oh my gosh. Like this has, I mean, stars Nathan Fillion, um, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, um, Adam Baldwin, Summer Glau, like, I mean, this, this, and Joss Whedon is directing, yes. like, this is star-studded cast. Um, and Josh it, Whedon is coming off of his fame from Buffy and, mm-hmm, oh, what's yep. this, what's the spinoff show? I can't, Angel, there it is. Yep, Off Angel. of those big fames, I mean, like, he's riding high right now. Mm-hmm, and so, you know, this premieres on Fox, and, um, you know, it's, the series is set in the year 2517 after the arrival of humans in a new star system. Um, so the Serenity is the name of the ship and the crew. And um, and one of the things that I, I read that fans really liked about it was it, ex- you know, they explored the, the group, the group of this group of people on the Serenity. And it seemed from what I read uh, there, you know, there's this the one of the things that they liked was that there was a civil war. And some of the people on the crew were on the losing side. And that added some pretty interesting character development that it wasn't just like action adventure, but it had like some deeper 
relationship type thing mm-hmm. um and, and and looking at those uh intertangled webs of relationships of the crew not just like yeah space pew pew I, I i knew someone in college who's a huge fan of firefly and so when you suggested this i'm like oh perfect i have history with the show and he loved it for the story he was a really big story driven person and just thought the story was absolutely amazing now i'm we're gonna get some hate mail I tried watching it. I think I got two or three episodes in and it just didn't click with me. I'm hard. With me, sci-fi is a great genre. I respect it as a genre. It's got to do something real special to hook me. Um, Like Star Wars, I like, I appreciate. Am I a big fan? No. Um, You really need, like it really needs to hook me. But I can appreciate that this was a stellar show. In fact, I own the Firefly Clue game. Oh, nice. And that's the crazy thing about this show is because this show aired... 11 of 11 episodes that was it it and had there a, like 14 14 was how many were in the season and those didn't get shown till much later like it it was it was not until till much much later those got shown so i mean this is this is going very well in the first season the ratings seem to be good like they are at least okay the ratings and, are decent but there's a lot of other problems going on like so when you say it was good yes probably it's good if you're like in the show or if you're josh whedon but then if you're at home something has gone terribly amiss well and and that is one i mean i would say that's one of the definitions that not definitions but um one of the things that often a cult classic is 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 a very uh um uh, what am i trying to say words um it's a it's a staple of the cult classic that in the moment the audience didn't appreciate what was there until much later. And well, and part of that is the, um, whatchamacallit's fault, the, uh, the Fox's fault, because they yeah, aired, studio didn't help. They aired everything out of order. Yeah, that was the funniest thing, that they, they aired things out of order. They just decided, you know what, we're not going to show them in the order that you say. We're going to show things out of order. And so... And- and on top of that, like the the last episode they show before pulling it is the pilot, the thing that explains why we're all in this adventure together. Yeah. So so they, so they don't show the they don't show the first episode that explains everything. So you just kind of get thrown into the story. So it would be the equivalent of like you get thrown into Star Wars episode eight without any context of anything that has ever happened in any other Star Wars film. There's a lot happening. Like these are, it's a show about these, there's, and I can't, I'm not going to explain it well, but it's like, there's smugglers and they're trying to smuggle things. And then they, they end up rescuing this girl. Like, like there's this, this brother has to save his sister who has these like psychic, some kind of special abilities about her that the government's holding her. And so he saves her and then they end up on the serenity. And so they're trying to protect them, but then also like be smugglers. And could you like, I I'm sure people at home are going, what is he talking about? So imagine you're just thrown into that and you don't even know the basics I just threw at you. Just, yeah. You know, um... here's Nathan Fillion and the guy who voices, Hey, Hey, the chicken. (laughs) Which they would have no idea what that is at that point, but you know. Well, you know what? By by Fox's standards, I can talk about this out of order too. I can talk about these people out of order. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but it, it just like what, like who, who at the studio was like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. 
I'm, I'm sure this will be fine. Everyone will understand what's going on. And I mean, that's the first season of a show is so important in that you have to get people invested in the story, in the characters. And I'm sure it's something similar as, you know, they, they often say like in interviews or in meeting people, you make your decision about what you think about that person through just a couple of moments. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of all the TV shows that we acclaim as these amazing shows and what season one was the office parks and recreation. Um, I would throw down Abby in that category. Um, Game of Thrones. Friends. Well, I I, I don't know if I would throw Friends in. I don't know. I came to Friends late. That's the thing is I came to Friends after its popularity. I don't know. Just by like uh, having seen the the arc of that and knowing what the first season is. It's like, okay, I understand how this then. Because it's Mm -hmm. often not the first season that's the best season. Sorry, which one's another one? Oh, I just said Shit's Creek is another one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um like, so so you were making a point please go ahead oh i was just saying blah, 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 blah. um da- we haven't done this in a while can you tell folks we've had some vacation <laughs> um so like and and the reason i brought up Shit's creek very specifically um was because daniel levy um who is in the show he plays david he also was one of the writers and he was very big in the production of it he said the reason that show like it, it, he kind of acknowledges that the first season isn't like the greatest part of it. And it's because we have to, and every, any TV show, it's not a movie. I have to establish who these people are, why you need to care about them and then give you the reasons like to, to watch them grow and to get invested. Um, and so shows like the office firefly Shit's Creek game of Thrones, you need that initial, like where you're like, okay, like I can kind of get behind this. Um, these are the characters I love. These are the characters I hate. These are the characters I'm rooting for. Like, I mean, I remember that with game of Thrones is it was almost, it it was almost coming to see how the characters you absolutely despised were going to see their downfall. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I first was introduced to it, I, I was introduced to game of Thrones. I think when season four was happening live. So we were watching it, um, on HBO prime or max, whatever it's called. And, I was like, we just did it as a group. So I was just always there. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah, there's a thousand people. Okay, that guy who's in the Lord of the Rings is clearly the main character. And then the end of season one happens. And for the, I'm not going to spoil it. For those who have seen the show, you understand what I'm talking about. And I was like, I need to keep watching. I need to see what's going to, because you think you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then by the end of season one, that's what they do. They hook you and they go, we're off to the races now. Um, and Firefly, Firefly never got that chance because a lot of shows will have at least have a studio sometimes pick up one to two seasons. And Firefly was like, Fox, like, here's 14 episodes. Good luck. Make it make us prove that you can do it. But it sounds like they were having issues. Like there was some kind of internal conflict with Josh Whedon Mm -hmm. because he has gone back later in DVD commentary and been like, um, they wanted Alan Tudyk and his uh, who plays his wife. Oh, hold on! I have it up. Um, I don't have it up. Um, uh, oh my Zoe's goodness. wife. Sorry, Zoe, Zoe's uh, Gina. So Alan Tudyk and Gina Torres are married on the show, and the the producers were like, "No, we don't like that. Happy marriage? No, thank you." Yeah, Get they wanted more drama. <laughs> and Josh Whedon was like, "No." And like they were like, "If you don't follow along with us, we're going to cancel your show." 
uh, we won't do the show. Is this like this was like in pre-production? And so I feel like when like this, like the season's getting shown out of order, the show getting pulled before it had a chance to finish. I feel like there must have been something more than just this relationship yeah. needing to get pulled. Well, and the, the other thing that I read, too, is that uh, this fell victim to Fox as one of the uh, um, people that broadcast football. And this show would often get bumped for football that they it put it on be, Friday nights. Yeah. Like it, it, it'd be a, you know, Fox, you know, there'd be a, a big football game that would be happening whether it's a playoff game or whatever. And it would just get shuffled around. Um, and I mean, ultimately that you can't argue with football is king in this country. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw like of the top 100 broadcasts, like in sports, like 60 some out of them were NFL games. And so like it, it, it makes sense. Um, but I don't think that was clearly like the big reason. Like clearly the big reason was there were some heavy disagreements between Joss Whedon and uh, the, and the executives at Fox, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. Like yeah. it, it, what, what stinks about when stuff like this happens is it's, it, it's, you, you lose out on this great story. And I think in terms of like Fox and, and Joss Whedon, they lost out on probably a lot of marketing or a lot of merchandising. I mean, like you said, you have the Firefly clue, clue game. game. For like a show that fa- has one season and a movie, yeah, it has a like, clue game. That's it. And it has tons of other stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, tons of other stuff. Um, and, and so that that just, I, I'm, I'm curious if this is a, you know, four or five season epic, What what is that today? Is Firefly similar to what a game of thrones is in our pop culture where we know the crew of the firefly and we know you just know all the characters like i mean if you walk to up to any person and say darth vader whether they've seen star wars or not they probably can tell you something about darth vader mm-hmm. whether it's what he looks like a line he says in the movie like it, there's just some stuff that transcends it i would say harry potter's the same way even yeah. you know uh, you know, Game of Thrones to an ex- to a standpoint, mm-hmm. like like just our culture just knows this kind of stuff. Whereas I'm curious if Firefly would have been the same thing. It probably would have had it been given its fair shot, because I feel like people know what Firefly is. Like maybe they don't know who the characters are. They don't know the ship is called Serenity. They don't know it's space cowboys. But I feel like at this point, Firefly had such this weird pop culture and in our generation too specifically impact that it um words uh that people at least know oh yeah that's that weird tv show that everyone likes and got canceled really early yeah i, I think that's pretty much what uh what most people realize it is like yeah it's uh it's the tv show that got canceled and you mentioned the movie in 2005 um they released a movie um you know directed by joss whedon um which I didn't realize was his feature directorial debut. Um, Interesting. I Did not I didn't that. realize that. Um, that was a fun fact that I learned. And so it was kind of, I think, the way to appease fans Types and to like ends. kind of wrap up the story. Um, and so, I mean, it's the same, you know, same cast and same universe and other stuff like that. And they go on a high flying adventure and do their thing, you know, for a couple hours. And, 
uh, you know, you, I guess uh, there was probably, if you were really into the show, there probably was a little bit of satisfaction of like, yeah. okay, we got to kind of, you know, see where this was going to go. But also, do you think that maybe there's some upsetness in seeing that of like, come on, this is what we could have had? Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like it's because you have to wrap up what was supposed to be seasons long of material and concepts and stories in an hour and a half to two hours, maybe two and a half if you're lucky, but you're usually not going over two hours for most movies. And I, I feel like as a fan, I might feel a little bit gypped. Um, maybe a smidge. Um, with something like that. But I think if you come into it late, I think it's more you get the disappointment of seeing what happened and how unfair it was to the show and to these creators. Yeah. But I mean, how many shows does this happen to? I mean, the the list. So are, many. Yeah. And, and, and a I lot think... of them do this, that that like wrap up movie. Mm hmm. Yeah. They like do. a Oh, we got to you know, we'll do a wrap up movie to 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 uh because there was sure. outrage yeah well and and uh, you know i'm curious with now streaming being a thing because this was this was not uh this was not on at the time of streaming services now i mean how many shows get canceled and picked up by a streaming service and how many shows or i mean how many shows are being done on streaming services that have the the base of popularity that can push numbers to that. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, like I'm, 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 I'm interested what the age of canceled TV looks like, especially cause network TV is not what it was. No. I mean, like I, I've been in watching football this season, I get the commercials for whatever's happening on, on that network of they're trying to push and especially Fox. I'm like, who's watching at all of this? Like it's all these you know, it's the mass singer, the mass dancer. I can see your voice. Here's uh, a, a, we're going to show people in like a virtual avatar singing and we're going to do like it's it's like it's you're, you're, you're doing the same show, just like slightly different. And then you have your like, you know, drama cop show, like seven different varieties of that. And then you have some kind of like dating show where Fox's new one is, ooh, look, this guy might be a millionaire or he might be poor. Like, choose wisely, girls. Like, it's, it's, I'm like, what, what is happening? I hate reality TV uh, so much. Oh, I can't I hate... even begin. Uh, that is, that is something that we at the Discontinued On Display Museum, uh, definitely agree on we oh. actually have it in our bylaws of, yeah you you can't yeah. work here if you watch like the bachelor now that being said i have watched some trash television like i did watch the first season of too hot to handle because i had to, i had to know i had to know um did, did was it a waste of my time yes same with tiger king i had to know <laughs> i'm sad i know now because i now know that there are real people real people in the place that i live that behave and think in certain ways. And it makes me real uncomfy. <laughs> See, um, I mean, I watch cartoons, so, you know. Those are I'd safe. 
Yeah, I've definitely watched a lot of Phineas and Ferb, but also Phineas and Ferb is amazing. So I've heard Phineas and Ferb is a fantastically written show. Oh, it's a fantastic show. There's there's one <laughs> there's one episode where um, the evil Doctor Doofenshmirtz and uh, Major Monogram, who's the his opponent, like the mm-hmm. of the secret organization, are like in a jail. I don't remember the context, but basically, he's waiting for like his intern Carl to bail to bail him out. And he's like, oh, well, we're waiting on Carl. And he's like, well, well, do, do you pay him? Well, we, we pay him in experience. He's like, are, are you sure that you're not the evil one? <laughs> like, ooh, that is topical and funny. That hits. Um, so Firefly. Yeah. So anyway, um, um, where were we going with this? Um, I got. We were Phineas- just talking about like that that concept of you know TV is changing and evolving so much now because of the way streaming services work and like streaming services are able to pick up and drop shows like that. Like one of my favorites, um, I'd, had they not gotten picked up, I actually would have insisted we talk about this, was the reboot of the, I think it was a 1970s sitcom, but the reboot of One Day at a Time that focused on a Colombian family in, hmm. New, I think, New York. And Rita Morano was in it. And it was really good. Like to, to say that, you know, they they took a concept and they made it their own and they modernized it to connect with a more modern american audience like what is an american today it's someone who's probably immigrated and has this different cultural background and it it's a really it was a really cool i thought idea and netflix ends up dropping them which outraged a lot of people apparently they didn't have great views but another streaming service went no this is great we're gonna pick this up and finish it yeah and they just went off elsewhere well I, and i think this is probably going to be a common thread that we talked about through this season where I also feel like the the age of canceling TV shows is just not going to be there as much anymore because p- what streaming services need is content. Mm-hmm. They need as much content as they can pack in there. So even something that's getting because you have unlimited space with networks, you had limited space where it was you had your Thursday, you know, you know, your Thursday night programming and your Friday night programming and your Wednesday and, you know, your Tuesday and what was going to be your Sunday night thing after football and what's going to be like, it was this planned out, like, Mm -hmm. here's what it's going to be. I mean, TGIF was a thing uh, for the longest time where it was come spend your Friday with this lineup. You know, Fox still does animation domination on Sunday nights and, um, you know, runs uh, it's, Family Guy and American Dad and whatever other show they're trying to throw in this season. And it's it's there's a finite amount of time that you have. Whereas on streaming services, you just throw content on there and there's no like you can watch it whenever you want. And well, the other thing, too, is that it changes the way the actors and the writers need to function. Like I listen to. um, God, I wish this was like a genuine like I wish they were telling me to say this for them. Uh, I listen to the Office Ladies podcast. It's a w- wonderful podcast if you like The Office. Um, and if Angela Martin, or not Angela Martin, Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher want to to support us and 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 talk, want to have us, us on, on the podcast, podcast to talk about us on or the come office, on our podcast, I don't come know, on our I don't podcast, care. please for the please, please make that happen. Um, but they talk about what it was like to film The Office, and that being a series on TV, they were recording and episodes were dropped like. There was like a the way they would film things. I mean, that's how they make it sound. It's not like, okay, we finished season two 
and now we put it on TV, it's season two starts and we're still finishing it. And the writers are always like trying to make like they're an up, they're still like writing as they go and like they need to like the writers need to make sure that the episodes are done so that the actors can do the episodes the following week. And when you have a streaming thing, you just it's like a movie at that point. I'm yeah. gonna make a long movie and we're not gonna have to stress about it all getting done in a certain order. I think that helps too. I feel like they know how to get, I think that's why sometimes streaming series are better because they're able to plan out point A and point B a lot smoother than when you're rushed and a TV show and, oh gosh, now someone's pregnant out of left field. Oh, now we got to, they got pregnant over the summer break and now we got to fit like, I feel like yeah, that. We got to have them hold a giant stuffed bear, put groceries in the front of their belly. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but anyway, Firefly. <laughs> so I, yeah i mean i guess we, i mean we kind of can transition i guess into the should this come back you know there's there's talks of a reboot it, i, I mean, would say reboot it any of this stuff and nathan fillion has said you know i'm i'm in for coming on but with like you know it could be just me with a brand new cast of younger people um like that's mean what about the others well i mean he's not like against like the I others know, but i know one of the others is dead in the sh- in the world of the show like i know mm-hmm. someone died but, but like but I'll i also think, forget the others i also feel like some of them like alan tudyk has clearly got his niche market of voicing Chickens. extremely minor but important characters in disney films mm-hmm. um because i believe he's a toucan in encanto amazing i still yeah, need he's to watch just, that he's a toucan like that's what he voices um i still my favorite is knows more from uh wreck it ralph 2 um like just uh, umbrella umbridge umami uma thurman <laughs> I, I love that character. Um, so I just don't think that as many of them have like interest in coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are going to reboot this, you need to make it different. It, it needs to be different um, because they technically wrapped up. The, they did the movie to wrap it up like new story, new problem, new adventure. Let's go with the same yeah. theme that he wanted to explore. I think is totally doable. And I think we're in a I think that. The major consume knowing that the major consumer in this media is our generation, I think this would hit with our generation. Even if they don't know what Firefly is, I feel like this theme, this concept would really resonate and people would like it. Well, and and in terms of like if you keep a similar theme of like there was a civil war and there's some people that are on the losing side, you could do some very topical things that would hit home in our world. Um, I also think that the space Western genre right now is very dominated by the Star Wars universe, Mm -hmm. that the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett are both really have that Western feel to it, that there's it's not focused on Jedi. It's focused on these outlaw bounty hunters that are trying to take control of the uh, you know, the whatever, you know, take out this person or in terms of Boba Fett, take control of the tattooing crime ring. So like it really does feel space westerny. But outside of that, I don't think that space western is is really coming up in a lot of. No, I don't think so. Um, there's a lot of fantasy stuff out there. I just got done watching the first season of The Wheel of Time. I was going to say, are we talking about The Witcher? Because I, I love The Witcher. Witcher is another one that that is you know that fantasy, um, and and so That's I, I, my I genre. feel like I feel like this is a genre that doesn't have like I can't list. 20 shows that are exactly the same and so i feel like you're 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 tapping into not quite as saturated of a market yeah 
Absolutely. Um, now, one thing I do want to, I do want to hit. So wait, I just, re- I want to make sure we, we touch this. I think we should reboot it. And you think we should reboot it? I think we should reboot it. I think right. we, I think we rebooted we're, it up. We're back on our game, our game plan of, yeah, bring this back. Yeah, bring this back. Yeah, bring this back. Um, well, we did that for food, right? That, I think cause... food or toys. We said bring, toys. I think we said everything needed to come back. Yeah, um, I, except like, you know. The A.C. The Gilbert toy. I said, I said the A.C. Gilbert company should come back. And that's right, folks. I brought it into season three. <laughs> Take that. Take that. A.C. Gilbert, baby. You got a special about him, and I'm not giving up talking about should him. Should we write an A.C. Gilbert TV show and see if we can I'd watch it. it. A.C. Yeah, Gilbert, yeah. but it's The Crown. It's just called the erect. I'm not going to finish that. That was going to get really PG-13. Yeah, um, yeah. No, 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 no. But one thing I do want to I do want to do before we wrap up here is I know what everyone at home is thinking. Chris, this isn't a product. You can't eBay it. False. <laughs> I chose a different eBay tactic. Obviously, popular shows, especially like Firefly. I mentioned I have merch for it. I want. I went to eBay to find what is the current most expensive piece of merch. And um, Casey made a really good point when he was with us for Beanie Babies. He was like, well, no, that's not the most expensive Beanie Baby. True. It probably isn't. Somebody is claiming that it is, though. So what is the most expensive thing someone is trying to, or like the thing someone is trying to pass off as the most expensive on eBay is probably the best way to look at what I'm going to be doing in this season. In season three, that's how I'm going to tackle the eBay. I was not willing to give up my eBay deep dives. So there's (laughs) two that I have. Um... Both of these things are signed merchandise. One of them is the Nathan Fillion signed Captain Malcolm Reynolds Firefly Funko Pop. It is going for, it is a buy it now only item for uh, $797.98. Specific? Uh, Very specific. And then the other thing is you can get the cast signed Firefly reaction figures. Okay. So it has. It looks like it has the the main cast, like the crew of the Serenity, and that's going for. Um, you can do a best offer instead, but they are asking for eight hundred twenty nine dollars ninety nine cents, and it ships for nineteen ninety nine. And there's people watching these items. There are ten people watching those action figures, and there are twenty nine people watching the Funko Pop. Like, okay, let me say about the watching though. I I watch some stuff on eBay Ooh. just because I am curious how much someone is actually going to pay for it. I have no intention of making an offer for it, I, but I just want to know who's going to pay that much. I just scrolled, and you can get a cast signed copy of one of the scripts. Oh, that's cool for four hundred seventy nine ninety nine. Wow. I wonder if I can see what episode it is. Um, mm. uh, for for bushwhacked. <laughs> Um, which was the shooting, it's the shooting draft from July 18th, 2002. Wow. Fun little random thing. And one other thing we didn't mention it, but I do want to point out, which I think is, I I know this is true with season two as well, or not season two, episode two in this season as well. Um, This show won an Emmy. They won for visual effects and they still got the axe. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I, I think that goes back to what you were, what you were saying is that, Clearly, there was some kind of divide here. Some that little friction. The executives had already decided we're just going to cancel this. We're not ordering a second season because otherwise, with the critical acclaim, with the the fan base, like it, it just Emmy, feels like they were trying to cancel it. I mean, yeah. it feels like they were setting it up by they aired it out of order. They put it on their Friday night, which like 
I think I read an article that said like about 20 or over 20 Fox shows get canceled when they are in that time slot. Well, because Friday nights, Friday nights where TV goes to die because no one's staying in watching TV on a Friday night. They're out there. I mean, (laughs) but still like like you go out and do stuff on Friday nights. I can play Friday night magic on Friday nights. I don't stay at home and watch TV. I mean, do you want to hear something really lame? Speaking of that, uh, (laughs) my local game store is doing a a euchre thing. Yes. And I think I'm going to sign up and go learn how to play euchre. which I shouldn't. I I should. I would be. Ha- I would probably end up having some intense flashbacks of playing it uh, with my old residence. But I thought that would be funny. Oh, a euchre's a fun game, man. That was my high school experience right there. Because being from Michigan, if you don't know how to spell or play euchre, you're not a real Michigander. And we played a lot of euchre, a lot of euchre. So Firefly. <laughs> um yeah i mean anything else that you wanted to say no, or not found? at all i just it was another great moment to say <laughs> so firefly um and honestly um i i have nothing left to say unless you do matt i think that just be be forewarned this is going to be a very tangenty season because um, i love tv and media and so i will probably go on random tangents on mm-hmm. other tv and media um but before we go i did want to mention one other thing um uh i have been busy at work on a pet project of mine and i teased this i believe last season or in our couple of our special in our specials that's when you did it and i think the ac gilbert special um so uh 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 fun fact um i have owned the uh domain name sorcerernetwork.com for probably about three years now and never really did anything with it and then started beers and years podcast and then chris and i started this podcast and uh you know, I, I, I thought about, hmm, I, I, it'd be really fun to at some point, you know, start a pop culture based website. Um, you know, I, I like it, you know, broad nature and kind of have gotten the bug and the push to do that. So um, if you go to right now, sorcerernetwork.com. Are you kidding uh, me? Well, as of right now, uh, it's not quite done uh, as the time of recording of this. But by the time this episode airs, my hope is to have it uh is to have it pretty well no but there's a thing yeah yeah no there's you can find so you can find all of our episodes there you can find our fancy fun logo um shout out to casey for designing that um you can find like some you know about us kind of what our what the you know vision statement of the sorcerer network is um both uh me and casey and i believe chris are going to do some some pop culture like blog writing posts um these are going to be very you know just kind of sporadic and not necessarily based on anything that we're running podcasts on but it'll be um you know whatever we want pop culture i'm doing some stuff on some board games uh and i'm sure chris will do some stuff on some board games um i'm sure chris will do some stuff on theater knowing him i'm oh i can I'm Matt, this some... is so cool. Yeah, so it, it's it's very very fun. And then the other thing I want to shout out there um, is that we um, we are we are putting in a way that you can join our mailing list. Now, don't worry. Um, you're if you sign up for that, you're not going to be getting daily emails. If you do start getting daily emails from the Sorcerer Network, please reach out to us and ask me why I'm not taking care of my family and doing my uh, actual job uh, and sending people daily emails. Um, but it's a way that um, you can stay up to date on. You know, this is in its infancy right here. Like this is in its 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 very infant stages, and so you can know about. 
any new projects we have going on. Like I've got some ideas for possible live streaming or YouTube content or other stuff like that. It, I, I don't, I don't want to like officially announce anything because I don't know what I have time for, but, um, you'll be kind of first to know like what's coming up, upcoming episodes, upcoming seasons, upcoming stuff. Um, if we have ever do merch, you'll be the first to know. And so if you are enjoying the show, um, please go to Sorcerer Network. Please type your email in there. Um, we would really appreciate it, or I personally would really appreciate it. Um, and definitely go check out SorcererNetwork.com. Poke around. You can see all the episodes. Um, and if you have uh, opinions on what should be on there, please let us know. We'll work to try to try to uh, uh, make the website better every day. So, yeah. I, mean, I do have one big problem with this website, and it's that you have this picture of um, a sorcerer's hat, and it should be just a big glamour shot of me. It should really be taking up the whole <laughs> web browser, and I'm confused as to why it is not. Uh, do I just need to make it the Chris Network? Please. That's all we need. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Chris, Chris Network, Network podcast. Um, <laughs> now, this is normally the point where we would say, hey, go look us up on Instagram and, and Twitter and email us at discontinuedondisplay. I mean, still do those things. But I'm going to say... Because you can do that on the sorcererNetwork.com. So instead, if you are interested in finding us, I'm going to give you a little challenge this time. Go to the sorcererNetwork.com and find all of our social medias over there because you should go check this out. This is a Matt thing. Like I, I have not touched this website. Um, this is the first time I've seen it. Um, this is along for the ride in this project. I'm along for the ride. And I want to support that this amazing work he did. So go check it out because he's done amazing work. I am super proud of my co-host here and he's doing great. So everybody give a big effort. We're going to get really quiet because we're going to listen to the round of applause that everyone is going to give Matt right now. Oh, oh, wow. Thank you, everybody. Wow. I could feel it through the phones and radios and yeah didn't, matt's gonna just vibrate one day and he's not gonna know why and it's from the it's from the sound waves of your clapping oh well i think it's time we close up the tour for the day mm-hmm. um you know we're, we're getting to have quite a lot locked to lock up because we got a toys exhibit we got a, a food exhibit we got to lock up and now we got this tv exhibit our our museum is growing and expanding we're gonna have to hire more staff soon like it's there's a lot of operational things we got to figure out there are. And there's still that weird Furby thing lost somewhere in the museum. Just, it's just in here. <laughs> have to All right. Well, we are so again. excited about season three. Um, um, you know, we, we are. <clears throat> oh, man. Sorry. So while Matt dies, um, please let us know what TV shows you want us to talk about. If there was a show that you lost and you are just heartbroken about it, let us know by finding us. At, oh, I'm going to do what I told you I wasn't going to do, but here we go. Email us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at discontinuedondisplay or hit us up on Twitter at discontinuedpod um, and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And hey, if you're like, I, all of my TV shows are awesome, Chris and Matt, and they didn't cancel my stuff, but you know what you'd like us to talk about for season four? Throw that at us too. And otherwise, until next time. Well, I'll take it a step further, too. And if you want to come on to the podcast to be a guest and talk about said TV show, we would love that. Ooh, Matt, you're offering big things out there. Let us know. Let us know. It's this TV show, and I would love to come on. When can you have me on? Matt's making some big... All right. Let us know. All right. And I'm excited. I want to see this play out. So hopefully we hear from you guys. um, And until next time... 
see everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast. Drinking and please remain like a rhinestone. Oh no, I screwed it up. Ah! <laughs> I was doing something with rhinestone cowboy, but it's not supposed to be rhinestone cowboy, and now it's stupid. No! Oh my gosh. Also, I was I remembered I wanted to pull something up. Definitely uh, we need to keep this in. As like a blooper at the start or something. I oh yeah, know. or like you're editing this, end. so put it at the end. Oh my god, <laughs> why do I exist? Why am I alive? Here we go. I'm gonna try this again. Okay. <clears throat>